Welcome to Season 3 of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs Podcast. I'm Chris. If you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember, follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send us a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett Hlinglitz. Today's producer, Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello. All right, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Silversmith Brewing out of Virgil, Ontario. That is correct. And as always, well, I mean, except for the last episode, we're going to have two <laughs> beers today. The first is the Black Lager, which is a Swartz beer. And the second one is Breakfast Wheat, which is a Hefeweizen. Nice. And to finish up the episode, we're going to make our 2022 NFL picks. A.K.A. Brett Pfeiffer's Horrible Mistakes. And we are back. So Silversmith is located at 1523 Niagara Stone Road in, like we mentioned, Virgil, Ontario. So it's very close to Niagara on the Lake. It's kind of like right on the main road as you're heading into Niagara on the Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in what used to be a church, uh, okay. which dates all the way back to the 1890s. I love when they do this. Yeah. Right. I love them, and, and we, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But we've we've seen a couple other breweries that have done something similar. Sure have. So the building, as you might expect, since it was a church, features vaulted ceilings, timber beams, and brick walls, and the bar is made out of reclaimed barnwood. Yes, yes. Nice. I do like. Uh, it's one of those things that churches have such high ceilings, so it makes it a lot easier to bring in tanks and everything else like that. To, That's uh, true. To brew stuff. So the silver silversmith story dates there back to 2011. Yeah, English. You know, <laughs> try saying silversmith three times fast, please. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so at the time in 2011, there were 38 wineries and zero breweries. Boo. In Niagara yeah. Lake, so they decided that should probably change. Yeah. Good, good call. Uh, so the <laughs> church was bought, moved all the equipment in, and made it their home. And it's not only a brewery today, but also a beer hall that brings together the craft beer community and those outside of it together. Very nice. So the brewery is proudly defining the craft beer experience of the Niagara region today with the historic property and the old school but modern look. Maybe old church but modern look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see what you did there. Not, yeah. not an old one-room schoolhouse. Yeah, but, yeah, right? Which would also be a cool idea. <laughs> yeah, that would be. That promotes community, creativity, passion, and diversity. Yes. Cool. Well, as you may have seen in our Instagram posts, and if you've had any Silversmith beers before, uh, you'll notice their logo. Uh, and it is basically the stained glass window that you might see at the brewery. And it represents the craftsmanship that goes into each and every beer, because obviously with stained glass, quite a lot of craftsmanship that goes into that. So I think really appropriate logo based on on where the brewery is located. Yes. Right. Uh, I had a really bad experience once with stained uh, windows. Tried Like grade four art class, we tried to make a stained window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did not go so well. 
Uh, <laughs> I love these like side stories that we pick up throughout this whole podcast. It's just, like it's just not. You never know where it's gonna go. Like oh, actually, in grade four, I had it. Oh, here we go. Let's yeah. see, if, see if we can bring this together. The things but. I can remember. Uh, anyway, so pre-COVID, Silversmiths partnered with the Niagara College Brewmaster Program, which allowed students to create a different all-natural cask beer every week. That's uh, we, cool. Yes, I thought that was a really good uh, initiative that they started. Obviously, kind of. Went on the back burner because, you know, COVID. But, uh, sure. yeah, hopefully they uh, pick that back up uh, shortly. Well, yeah. that, that's a great opportunity for not only Silversmith, but any of the breweries in that Niagara region is you've got this Niagara College Brewmaster program right down the street. Like, definitely partnering with them and helping those kids out because they're going to be, you know, the brewers of the future. So yes. right. and allow them to have more creativity instead of just sticking to you. It's one a, specific thing, right? Yeah, right. it's a really good kind of like symbiotic relationship between the two. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, for the breweries and, and what have you, it's it's an opportunity for them to get some free labor out of it. And yeah. uh, again, it's just the experience that you'll gain um, with, with the program as well. Yes. So um, has anybody gone? No. Does anybody know anybody that has gone? Yeah. So actually, my wife has been to the brewery. And none of okay, us. That's it. <laughs> what, that's what is, what is wrong with her? Us? And what did she think of it? Uh, she really liked it. Uh, she actually took some pictures of it. Uh, it looks really cool. She brought me back some beers. So uh, we'll talk about how many beers we've had uh, she from Silversmith. She so. brought us back some beers? No, just me. Well, Trust me. Playing favorites. I don't get it. Well, I don't like it. I, I uh, totally get it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see what else they got. So they got some food. I mean, what, that's always what, good. What brewery doesn't like need food? That's true. They need food and we like food. So uh, they, uh, again, have a partnership with Norcini and Co. Butchery and Deli, which provides pub food along with some smash burgers. Mm. Love yes. a good smash Who burger. Who doesn't love to get smashed with smash burgers? There, there you go. go. Right. In a church. While in a church. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's any hymns in the background, but I assume that uh, yeah, probably isn't. Uh, anyway, so in terms of untapped, there's been 54 beers created by Silversmith with an average rating of 3.6 out of 5 and over 43,000 check-ins. Um, we might be a couple of those check-ins. Very, very small percentage. Yeah. Uh, myself, four. Their average has gone up to 3.66. Just in. Wow. Yeah. Somebody must be pumping up the Silversmith. Yeah, pr- producer Paul's out here putting information in. So five, five, five. No. He's doing all the research. Uh, actually, he, actually, he said zero. Uh, <laughs> in terms of myself, I've had uh, four beers from Silversmith, the highest rating being a four, ironically, with the Mines IPA. Yeah, I've had two. So one of them uh, was Freaky Beast, which is a pale ale. Uh, and I've actually had the dark lager that we're going to have on, on today's episode. Be interesting to see or if the black rating. logger, sorry. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if your rating changes from yeah. when you had it. Yes, I won't disclose my no. previous no. rating yet. We'll oh. we'll get to that. Freaky Beast was a three point five, though, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yes. yeah. Tyler, what was your ratings on Silversmith beers? Yeah, I've had uh, none of their beers, and I like this. This is a really good start to season three, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because uh, we're trying a bunch of breweries that we haven't had before. Um, a lot of their beers, so yeah. this is a really cool season. I, I'm really enjoying this so far. Absolutely. Yeah. It, well, I mentioned earlier about it being in a church, obviously, and us going to other breweries in the church in churches. Obviously, we went to Church Brew Works in Pittsburgh. Uh, we I think we talked about that on yes, on yes. the yep. uh, the producer special about your uh, bachelor party. Very so good. that one was really big. I think probably again none of us have been to Silversmith, but I think that was probably a lot larger than Silversmith. Right. Um, and then I believe uh, you guys have mentioned before there was one in Grand Rapids yes. when you took Burry a trip there. Vivant. 
Mm, yeah. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, it was in Grand Rapids during when we went there for in, what, 2017? Both of us are actually repping church from that today. We are. <laughs> that, that is are. awkward. <laughs> that is we didn't plan it at all. Awkward. But we were there. Uh, but yes, no, it was it was a lot smaller compared to probably even Silversmith too. Yeah. Um, it's actually the uh, time where producer Paul discovered his love of stouts. There you go. Oh. Before that, he didn't have any there clue what a stout was. And, and I wonder um, again with with Silversmith here is if that um, the seating. If it's done with pews or if they've kind of like taken that church theme and really kind of put it into it. And you might have uh, some of the pictures that we can maybe post a little bit later on on our Instagram, perhaps, Chris. It, yeah. We can post. But I know that uh, Vivon did the same thing. And then um, uh, the church one in uh, Pittsburgh, same sort of thing. There were some pews there. Yeah, that's the thing. Like churches vary in size so much. So just because, it, you know, there's something built in a church or a brewery built in a church doesn't mean it's the same size as another brewery that's been built in a church. So that's kind of a, a cool little feature, but yeah, I think being able to keep that, you know, some of that church, um, stuff like the stained glass and, and everything like that makes it a really cool feel when you go into the brewery. Yes. I'm a big fan of when breweries kind of, again, keep things that had the original building, like a church yeah. or yeah. like an old like, industrial shop or anything like that. Yep. Repurpose it, but still have that old, you know, just even one or two things sure. to signify the history of the building. And uh, producer Paul has given us some uh, some pictures here. So on the one side, it looks like a, a bench style, which could be again repurposed pews. So in Silversmith, right? In Silversmith, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yes. Well, if you want to get Silversmith beers, um, they do deliver free within the Niagara region. So uh, if you're there, they don't actually ship across Ontario, though. It's uh, coming. It, it, yeah. However. They did make an exception for the craft beer connoisseurs. So thank you. Yeah. Look at us go. <laughs> and then if you're in Niagara on the Lake uh, or in that region, uh, you can visit the brewery Sunday to Wednesday. They're open 11 to nine Thursday to Saturday. They are open 11 to 10. Yes. Uh, and just in terms, producer Paul bring up a good point in terms of LCBOs. Is there anything in LCBOs, grocery stores? Uh, I believe they do have a couple of their products in there. Um, I, that's where I found all the silversmith stuff was from um, LCBOs. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the black lager was in the yes, LCBO. That's right. their main staple, right? Yeah, that's exactly. their award winner, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, so you can probably find that in the LCBOs. Other ones, I think it just depends on the season. Um, so by all means, please check your local LCBOs for any Silversmith products. Yeah, and like we mentioned, you'll see that stained glass window and you'll be able to say, hey, that's Silversmith. Exactly. So uh, we're going to link to their information on our social media so you can get a hold of their beers. All right. Shall we, boys? We shall. Shall we go to church? Yeah. Let's First do beer? it. All right, we are back, and we a are. big thank you to Aaron from Silversmith for sending us the beers on today's episode. So thank you, Aaron. Yes, thank you. Thank and, you. And not Aaron. only not only the two beers we're having, but she also sent another one for us. Uh, oh, don't you love when that happens? Called Dam Buster. So don't you love when that happens? I do. Damn, love. that's great. I do. You, love you get that. two, yeah. and then all of a sudden you get more. <laughs> <laughs> so <Yeah>. eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first beer we're going to have today is called The Black Lager, and it comes in at 5% ABV and 28 IBU. Oh, nice. All right. So this is a, an award-winning beer that started it all for them. It is. 
This beer should pour an opaque dark brown color with a creamy tan head, a medium body with a crisp, clean finish. Sounds delicious. It does. Brett, give us some more information on what we could maybe be uh, tasting. I'm just going to touch on the awards. Oh, yeah. Please do. That's a good idea. So uh, in 2017, it was a gold for Canada, the World Beer Awards. Wow. 2018, silver. And 2019, winner. (laughs) Yeah, it, it's funny how it's gold, silver, winner. So I guess gold in 19? I'm going to go with yes. I hope, really hope winner doesn't mean like participation trophy. <laughs> right. Anyway, this black lager will have balanced flavors of toasted malt, chocolate, and coffee. And this beer will pair well with hearty meats, barbecue, and sausage. Oh, nice. oh that sounds lovely. Uh, so as always, on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on our Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. So this black lager has 9,640 check-ins, approximately, uh, with an average rating of 3.76 out of 5. So we are drinking this out of the can. Uh, there's been 1,200 check-ins in the can at 3.82, and the draft about 2,400 check-ins with a 3.91. So quite a bit higher than mm-hmm. the average. I wonder where those other 4,000 check-ins are from. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, I guess you probably want to go to the actual brewery and have this on draft if you get. Well, I think this would be a staple sure. in terms of a flight if they had. If they yeah. had flights. Oh, absolutely. Sure. A staple for sure. All right, let's grab the can, let's grab the glass, and let's open her up. Now, be careful pouring this one, guys. All right, so we are drinking this out of a pint glass, so make sure to use your proper glassware. Get a little bit of head on there. That nice tan head. And it holds true to what it's supposed to be, yeah. Uh, producer Paul coming in uh, 395 5 out of 5s for this beer. Wow. That's Pretty good. good. Yeah. And we all have a very, very good pours, it looks like. Yes. Good job, guys. Yes, well done. No spillage. No spillage. Well we done. Like that. Perfect. Uh, that tan head is there. That uh, it's, it's definitely a black lager. It is black. Yeah. And yeah. that head is uh, it's quite frothy. It almost has like a, a stout appearance. Yes. Yes, if you were to kind of say, hey, what does this beer look like? You'd say, it's a stout. Oh, yeah. stouty, yeah, for sure. But it's not. Yeah. And then on the nose, it's got a little bit of that sweet malt flavor, or sorry, scent, um, okay. which kind of, you know, once you smell it, you'd be like, no, that's not a stout. Um, but definitely kind of like dark, bready notes coming through yeah, on the I'm nose. I'm getting a little caramel. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, uh, like that's a, a dark, dark caramel on it, um, for sure. Almost a little coffee, too. Yeah, yeah, a, a little, little bit. bit actually. So it kind of does fall in line with a little bit of a stout kind of. Uh, it's on all the got all the characteristics. Yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we uh, maybe taste it here? I'm getting a little parched. He's a yeah, thirsty. Let's yeah. do it. Right. Why don't you talk about the can? Actually, if we uh, start sipping it and yeah. give us a little bit of a walk through that. So again, that little uh, stained glass window. It's all black on the label. Who could have thought black lager? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. Uh, they also have the lovely QR code. They've adventured into the times of 2022 where QR codes are everything. Uh, so I believe <laughs> if you are to scan their QR code, would it take you to their website? It does. There you go. Yes, I did try it out. <laughs> it would be really makes strange a, if it sent you somewhere else. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Sends you to the Crappier Connoisseur's website. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it goes right. to their website. And um, yeah, I mean, just the layout of the can and everything else is, is really nice with the stained glass on the one side. And then you do have all the information of the title. Um, lined up really nicely with uh, the alcohol percentage and everything else. So 
It's good. Beer wise. Yeah, I've, I've had a liquid f- in the can. Yes, I, I've had a few uh, uh, sips of this and definitely getting a little bit of that bready and caramelness, like we mentioned, uh, on the nose. And uh, it definitely has that more distinct dark lager flavor. Like, you know, it, it doesn't taste like a, a light lager, for example. Now, you may think I'm stupid. No. Well, okay. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I should reserve so, judgment. Yeah. So I'm almost thinking this beer is almost like a hybrid between like a crushable stout and a Kolsch. Okay. In terms of you get that caramelness, but you also get that heavy breadiness. All right. Have you yeah. ever yeah. No, I... I'm not hey. saying I'm fully on, but I feel no. as though I'm... Partially you're, you're you're totally in, entitled to your opinion on it. I'm, I'm definitely getting like a, a strong, heavy toasted malt. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. With this, right? So, like a darker malt that that is then again like just it's just it's nicely toasted. Yeah, and I will say with the ingredients on the can, they note that it's brewed with malted barley and malted wheat. And usually, that when you use wheat, it gives it a little bit more of. Uh, like a thicker mouthfeel, and I kind of get a little bit, like nothing crazy, but a little sure. bit thicker than you might expect in a traditional lager. So, yeah, we've we've had this malt before, I believe. I, I feel like we've we've tried this exact malt <laughs> yes. during a recent brewery uh, experience that we had. Um, yes. I, I, I I don't know if it is or not, but the chocolate malt, yeah, like yeah. That, that very like that chocolatey malt. It does so make sense nice. to get a chocolate flavor with chocolate malt, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, but it's again, it's it's like a toasted chocolate yes, yes. kind of yes, um, maltiness to it. And, and I'm um, getting more of the chocolate nice. on the back, and now that I'm getting my, myself more through it, sure, I'm getting the chocolate. Uh, a lot more. Yeah, um, I agree. And a little bit of bitterness, like nothing crazy, but a bit of bitterness as well. Yeah. Shall uh, I read out the top five uh, flavor profiles? Sure. Number one flavor, dark. <laughs> sure looks dark. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Flavor I, dark. I wouldn't say yeah. it necessarily Again, tastes gotta, dark. Why can't it be characteristics instead of flavor profiles? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But I'm even then, d- dark is such a cop out. Yes. yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, number two is smooth. Uh, it is pretty smooth, I yeah, think. I it mean, it's a, smooth. it's a lager, so you would expect it to be smooth. It's definitely one that, um, I don't think I'd have more than two or three of these, but I could definitely have another one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three, coffee. I'm not really getting coffee on it. No, no, more the chocolate than the coffee, which, yeah, is, you, which is good for me at least, because I'm a bigger fan of chocolate versus coffee. Sure. Right. You yeah. mentioned chocolate on the back end, which I am getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would replace that with, uh, replace coffee with chocolate. Yep. Four multi. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if we were a little bit more specific, right, I think we would probably go bready, caramelly. Um, that's kind of what Paul's saying as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. And then five light. Yes and no. I don't think it drinks, it drinks heavier than what you think. And that comes from the, yeah, just I, the darkness and the maltiness, right? Yeah, I think it drinks obviously a little bit heavier than a normal lager. As a black lager, I I wouldn't consider maybe light in general for those ones. But also, how many black lagers have we really had? Yeah. Say, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's if not we've a style that you many on norm- the podcast. Not on the podcast, just personally sure. too, right? Yeah, it's not a style that you normally see a whole heck of a lot. But this is the one that they started with. Like, sure, this yeah. is their numero uno. Yeah, so we'd see some, uh, Paul's put up a couple of suggestions, Caramel Brady, and throws out a question to us, is anybody getting the chocolate? And I think we discussed that a little bit. Chris, yeah. Brett, you're getting it, I as well. Um, 
Yeah, I think Paul says, uh, you know, it pairs well with the hearty meats, barbecues, and sausages. Maybe not getting that so much. Wouldn't wouldn't think that. Um, but I, I think it does. I think yeah. this could pair well with a nice barbecue, uh, maybe even ribs, like oh, a nice barbecue rib. last night. They were lovely. That would be nice. Right? Yeah. And maybe if you use, um, again, you can use for the sauce for that. You can maybe use actually the black lager for it. Uh, mix that into the sauce, right? So, Oh, that, think, yeah, uh, this would be good in a barbecue sauce. Sure right? Paul is all about those uh, treat yourself moments. Yes. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel as though producer Paul is treating himself to this lovely beer. There you go. Uh, Brett. Untapped users, what do we got? Yes, so I'm wanna... just going to segue right over to Chris, because yeah. why not? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to drink more of this. Sure. All right, so get it the in first you. One. First one comes from David M. Uh, DM Red is David's handle. On September 1st said, absolutely unique black lager, smooth and roasted, and light taste in a very dark beer without being bitter, chocolatey, or creamy. Delicious. Totally my kind of church. Oh, there oh. you go. Amen, brother. <laughs> and David gave it a 4.25 out of 5. There you go. Um, I'll take the second one here. So John D. John Dam is the handle. Uh, oh. On August 19th said, I like this Schwarz beer. Good dark color and has a refreshing lager feel. There seems to be a slight smokiness in the malty flavor. Um, if they use that there, there, then it's the wrong there, there. Uh, that is correct. Ra- ra- it's, it's copy and paste. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, rated a four out of five. There you go. Well, what do you think, Tyler, yeah. for a rating? What are you going to rate this one? Yeah, I'm going to give this. Uh, I'm going to give this a, a three point five. Three point five, just around a little bit under my average. I think I'm still hovering around a three six one, three six two. But um, yeah, it's right there. Right there. There you go. Well, I mentioned in the opening that I have had this beer before, uh, and I'm going to stick with my original rating, which was also a 3.5. For myself, I think the uniqueness to this beer um, definitely uh, helps it out. Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.75. Producer Paul linking up with me. Also to give it a 3.75. Nice. Tyler, math, please. Yeah, so overall it's going to give us a 3.625. Uh, we'll jack it up. Jack it yes, up. Yes, we will. Jack it up to a 3.75. Perfect. Well, uh, let's move on to the next hymn and have another beer. Does anybody, uh, you know, like breakfast? Oh, I love breakfast. I, you know what? I could take it or leave it. I don't usually have it, but when I have it, I enjoy it. Does anybody like wheat? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? <laughs> Not I, by itself. <laughs> I do enjoy wheat. Like beverages. a shredded wheat, maybe? Yes. Shredded wheat? Nah. What about breakfast wheat? Uh, well, I guess we're going to find out, aren't we, we? We will find out. So the second beer today is called Breakfast Wheat, 5.2 ABV. And on the website, 16 IBUs. On the can, 14 IBUs. So obviously, Uh-oh. we know that this beer has 15 IBUs. <laughs> you know what? I got a very, like, while you were walking through that whole thing, I felt like you were calling mockery of Who's Lies Eats Anyways <laughs> trying to do a skit. I don't know. Oh, like a uh, newsflash? Yeah. Like he's behind the green, yeah. the green screen? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, oh, and this you know is... What? That uh, is definitely going to be a uh, topic for an uh, episode. It's just our favorite Who's Lies Anyway moments. Yeah, it's just funny. Do you, do you like that? this? Or is the, the CD one, the music? Oh, yes. Do yes, you like yes. this kind of music? This? Well, how about something that doesn't make any sense at all? And then Wayne Brady would go, do you like do you like eighties rock? Here's a church hymn. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought you were doing with it. Um, all right, let's move on. 
<laughs> so brewed in the classic tradition of the Weiss beer, the Weiss beer style, this is an unfiltered ale. Uh, the brewer's yeast is left in suspension, making the beer slightly cloudy. A golden yellow color is what we hope to see with a white pillowy, pillowy head. Mm. Um, again, that's what we like to see. Flavors of banana and clove should Your come favorite. through in this one. Yeah, as long as the banana doesn't you know, overpower them. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, light to medium bodied on the palate with a fruitful, revitalizing finish. Ooh. Wow, nice. Nice, yeah. So, this breakfast wheat pairs well with salads, seafood, cheese, and bright-eyed, sunshine-filled moments. Wow. Mm-hmm. None of those are really breakfast foods, but... Uh, well, yes, because one's a moment. <laughs> so you, you can't eat a moment. Well, you could try. Uh, so, on on top, there are 3,800 check-ins with an average rating of 3.62 bottle caps out of 5. Uh, the can has 76 check-ins only, apparently. I think Untapped is being a little funky. Uh, with a 361, 3.61 and draft, there's 560 check-ins uh, with a 3.63 average. Now, how many 5 out of 5s, you ask? 101. Do you like Dalmatians? <laughs> <laughs> then you'll love this breakfast wheat beer. What? I'm still flabbergasted in terms of the math with Untapped. Like, where is Silversmith serving their beers if it's not in a can or a draft? How are they serving this? Yeah, I don't know. Un- untapped is a little strange. Yeah, no, it's, it's an untapped issue for yeah. sure. Anyway, Tyler, uh, yeah. this is your favorite. Uh, yeah, before we, before we get there, um, I'm going to make a comment as you're going to describe what the can looks like, but the can has changed, so I'll give that to you. I'm going to grab oh, yes. my beer, yes, I'm going to grab my glass, and I'm going to do my part, and then you can talk about the differences. I will. Let's open her up. Perfect. So, uh, Chris, why don't you tell us what we're drinking out of, and then, Brett, you can go into a little bit of the description of the cans. Well, we are drinking this out of a Wizen glass. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Yes. So in terms of the cans, obviously the new labeling styles, again, almost like the uh, uh, dark lager with the stained glass window, just yellow and red. Uh, the old kind of label, um, and thank you to uh, Craft Beer Sam, I believe is her name, right? Um, the old label is just actually almost like a uh, golden hue kind of color. I assume that this label is has something to do with a church? No? Yes? No? Uh, let, me see, let me see it. Yeah, please. I'm not all up on my um, oh, yeah, church. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a decorative symbol. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's different. It's a different can. So just something to, something to note there, that there's a, a difference in the cans. Yeah, sorry, I'm a little late to pour this beer because yeah, I was ahead. a little yes. busy looking at the differences between yeah, the beers. I, I explained what had to happen. We had opened it up, then we had to talk about the, the glass, and then you could go into the cans, but always late, Fife. You could have opened it up. Anyways, um... On the nose, this is uh, like just hits you in the face with banana. I would yeah. say oh, yes, banana clove. It is staying it, true to itself. Classic uh, wise Cla- beer here. The old classic Hefeweizen, eh? Yeah, yeah. I must say that the Hefeweizen glass itself, though, is one of my favorites. Great glass. You know what? Really big, and this is the type of glass that you would see like oftentimes at a restaurant, for example. Sure. Um, it's just a great glass, great to hold, nice yeah. and big. I mean, Oktoberfest is coming up, and yeah. yes, uh, you'll see a lot of steins, and you'll see a lot of these, hopefully, uh, floating around, right? Yeah. Okay, yes, thanks, guys. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, sure. yes, yes. I thought this was a man one, one-man podcast for a second. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, so on the nose, we're getting the banana, we're getting yes. the uh, the clove. We got that big, white, 
pillowy, pillowy head. head. Pillowy head. I also think totally. there's going to be a lot of lacing involved with this. Because mm. of the head, it. yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. and it's definitely cloudy. Uh, it's a it's a cloudy beer, which you would expect from uh, a Hefeweizen. And looks pretty well carbonated. You can see lots of bubbles flowing through. Definitely. Yeah, I, I like think it, it's well made. So That deep honey-ish color. Yeah. Right? We'll there you go. Talk about that. So, um, Okay, Chris, I know you wanted to move on to the drinking phase. I did, yes. <laughs> Kind of I, th- I thought Chris color. was going to pass around a collection plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to. <laughs> Why? To fund the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. This thing oh. doesn't this thing doesn't just run on beers and, and you know, talent. No. There's I some mean, money no. that's got to be spent I, around I wish here. it did, right? Yeah, so pass the collection <laughs> plate. Or else I wouldn't be involved with it. <laughs> we got we to pay to host this thing, bud. Yes. All right, I well. Sure, I sure as heck ain't the talent, but I can sure as heck drink a beer. There you um, go. Let's drink it. All right. All right. You guys start drinking it. I'll uh, fill some time with some uh, some of my voice. Um, I thought you were going to go off to another Whose Line Is Anyway skit there. Nah, I thought about it, but... You want to do an episode, uh, game of newscasters? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Well, uh, on the swallow, if you will, uh, or down the socket, as Brett would say, um, this is, you know, true to the nose, heavy banana flavor. This might be, like, the strongest banana flavor I've ever tasted in a Hefeweizen. Sure is. Uh, actually, do you remember the one that we had from Haven, that Hefeweizen? Yes. Yes. That banana flavor was way too strong. I don't think. But it was also artificial and was canned like eight months before. Yeah, we had, I don't. Right? I don't think we rated that one that no. well. No, this one's definitely getting a higher rating than that. I can tell you that already. This one is a very traditional style of he- of half. Yeah, uh, I mean it's penicillin in a can. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's it's. You didn't not get okay. the pink penicillin then. No, it's <laughs> it, it does have a heavy banana flavor. Um, it's not it's not too. Um, too bad for me, actually, because sometimes, I, as I say, the banana can kind of come through. And I enjoy banana. I do. Just as a beer style, is, is sometimes it can go a little bit sideways. Um, but it's hitting more of like an authentic banana kind of flavor instead of the artificial. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the change. That's, that's where I get hung up a bit is if it's too artificial flavor where you get those kind of like banana marshmallows. Oh um, yeah, yes. right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, a, a straight up disappointment in in your tone right off the hop. Um, <laughs> but in the essence of um, a beer, if you can hit it with more of like a natural banana flavor, I feel like it does it more justice and it's, it's mm-hmm. a little bit better. So in terms of like uh, hefts I've had in the past, producer Paul and myself will kind of agree that probably the best hef we've had was from Frankenmuth Brewery in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Ironically called the Hefeweizen, the Hef. Um, what about the peach half from Cowbell? Uh, don't bring that up to me right now, man. <laughs> Every time we went to Cowbell during the summertime, it's like, you know, they almost got it with the peach papaya, though. Yeah. They almost got it with that one. Anyway, um, I digress. Back to Frankie Muth. Uh, I think this one, you know, compares pretty well to that one. I haven't had the Frankie Muth one in a couple of years just because, you know, haven't really got across the border due to restrictions of certain events, but... Uh, I feel as though a Frankenmuth trip is in order and kind of compare the two because I think this one's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, th- this one does does do a good job of, like we said, representing kind of that traditional Hefeweizen style. Now, Hefeweizen is definitely not one of my favorite styles and it's not something that I would be going for, you know, as my first type of style. But I, I can tell that they've done a really good job with it. Uh, just... You know, that banana is not exactly my favorite. I'm not a huge banana fan, so. Yeah. yeah. And now, producer Paul does say 
personally would not be pairing this with salads or seafoods. Now, I almost feel like we have to get Paul through some kind of training session on this because this would be something you would pair with salads and seafoods. It's a lighter beer, um, and those are, you know, a light white meat, pr- presumably, with a, with a seafood, and then a salad. Again, it's light. You, you want to have that kind of freshness feeling, right? And that's what what, a, kind of what they have what, to Paul, what about a... Uh, like a lightly marinated chicken breast. Chicken. Yeah, again, it's got to be a white meat, right? Which yeah. would fall in line with the seafood. Yeah, I, I would say like a nice. This would pair nice with a good cob salad. Yeah, yeah. You throw a little bit of mandarins in a salad yes. and call it oh, a day too. Yeah, a nice I, summer salad. This works so well, or even with some with berries, right? Because yes. you can get like that that banana yeah. kind of feeling with a nice like a, like a field berry salad, if you will, from Circle Ooh. and Stratford. I was just gonna say the uh, bar- cob salad from Circle. And there Stratford. you go. There we go. We need to go have salads this week. So wow. producer Paul's a little bit out on this one, but definitely would take the uh, the chicken over uh, the seafood. Uh, I, I would believe take... that says one no, no, gazillion <laughs> times. I definitely would never have seafood. Uh, no, you're not a seafood fan. But but I I do think that I can see where this would pair beautifully with a um a, a white fish. I used to be on a seafood a diet once, but that was about it. What yeah. for two days? No, no I saw whenever you start food, you eat it. Bad joke. All right, Fife, why don't you go into the flavor profiles here because we're getting a little tight on time. Yes. Yeah, so number one, light. Is yeah, light. it is light, but uh, can yeah. can I just point out the juxtaposition of this beer and the other beer? The first one, yeah. <laughs> number one flavor profile, dark. <laughs> this one, light. light. But, but wasn't number five like light for the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. number five was light on the yeah. on the yeah. black. Well, we might lager. get dark in this. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, uh, I hope see. not. <laughs> uh, number two, banana. Yeah, that's number one for me. Yeah, it has to be right. One hundred percent. Number three, smooth. Yeah, this is a smooth. smooth I can find myself on a couple. Wow, of these. Paul is done. Yeah, I'd like to crush this on a tap. I think it'd be really good beer to have two or three at a at a sure. bar. Uh, number four, clove. Yeah, it's gonna shoot up for me. Yep. yep. Yeah, number I would two. agree. Number five, fruity. Yeah, I mean, it is fruity because there's banana flavor. Uh, other than the banana, though, there's not, like, a fruity flavor. Lots of potassium uh, coming through this. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I will mention is that on the back end of this is the, the banana is still there, but it does give it – it does say um, fruitful revitalization finish, and I think this finishes really well. Yeah. Yep. And, and the can does say refreshing and fruity, and, uh, you know, Paul's saying maybe – Refreshing, crushable. Obviously, he's already done it, so he's definitely thinks it's crushable. You know, crushable for sure. If it's gone before even done recording of said beer, exactly. Yeah. Producer Paul loves his beers. Yeah. Okay, say. Let's get on to some untapped users, and we'll uh, get back to Paul in a bit, bro. You got the first one. Yeah, speaking of loving beers, seems like Taylor H. and his handle Huntlore uh, likes his beers. On July 20th, said bananas and cloves are pronounced in the aroma and flavors. It's quite light on the palate with a fruitful finish. Paired with a fruit salad or gentle seafood. Oh. Yes, right? Actually, uh, of note, Taylor was from Kentucky. Oh, yeah, nice. He was visiting Niagara, so good on you. Um, 3.7 out of 5. He did have the premium untapped. Oh, Taylor got good, that premium. Good to mention that. That's a nice thing to mention. Chris. Yeah, next one comes from Phil C. Uh, Phil Chung 9 is the handle. So on May 6th, said... Great wheat beer, flavor is clean and upfront, tapering at the end, and Phil gave it a four and a half out of five. Ooh. Are any of us going to get there? Chris, let's find out. I'm not going to get to four and a half. I'm going to be closer to uh, Taylor. I, I don't have premium, so I'm going to go 3.75 out of five. I uh, just got that unleaded untapped, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, myself, I'm going to go a little bit higher. Uh, I'm going to give this a four out of five. 
All right. And for myself, I'm actually going to give it a 3.75 as well. I think it's uh, really well done. You know what? That's a lot higher rating than I thought you were going to give it. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what? As you uh, and this is this is a good point. As we always mention, don't judge a beer on its first sip, um, because as you have more of it, you get a little bit more of the the bananas subsides a bit, but still there, and you get the refreshing finish. So producer Paul is going to give it a three point five, um, and uh, we'll see what that gives us an overall score. So overall score that gives us a three seven five exactly. So no need to round. There we go. And that concludes the review of Silversmith and the beers that were provided for today's episode. Nice. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about our NFL picks for this season. All right. So we're back. And of course, we're going to talk about church. Oh, no, we're not. Well, oh, something to do with Sundays. Yeah. So <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Some might call NFL a religion, right? Some would. Fair. Yeah. There you go. So There's we're going to I would yeah. not. NFL season uh, just started, uh, if you're listening listening to this when it came out. So disclaimer, we did record this episode before week one. Okay? Oh, you can't give away the secrets, man. Well, it, it's important because we're going to make our picks for the season. And no games have been played, so I think that's important. Fair enough. That is important. Yes, yeah. Fair enough. So, right. do you want to do uh, AOC East, and we all go across, and then North and Southwest, and continue? Yeah. What we're cool. going to do, we're going to give our picks for all the division winners, plus the three wild cards, plus the conference representative in the Super Bowl. Sure. Okay? And then we're going to give our Super Bowl winner at the end, and we will, you know, come uh, January and uh, February, circle back to this. Well, call okay? the Fife Accountability Tour. Absolutely. All right. So AFC East first. I'm picking the Bills. This is probably the easiest one. Yes. Yes, it is. The Bills. <laughs> I as well have the Bills. And producer Paul also has the Bills. There you go. So out of the North, what do you got? The AFC North, I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. I also have the Ravens and <laughs> producer Paul with the Ravens. Wow, wow, wow. Now, I want everybody to know that I do have mine written down. And I'm not looking so do I. the fly so like do some I. people. Uh, producer yeah. Paul uh, has I'm, also put theirs into the uh, designated chart. I'm, which more, we're of a, gonna I'm more of a fly guy. You're a fly guy, yeah, all right? you are. All right, so the AFC South, this is uh, probably the worst division in football. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going with Indianapolis. I do not trust Matt Ryan, but uh, they're about the best team in that division. My uh, my friend Garrett would hate me if I didn't pick the Colts, so I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going with the Titans. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I'll keep on saying producer Paul's because nobody else is, so uh, the Colts. Well, you're right beside him. <laughs> the Colts. All right. In the AFC West, I'm going with the Chiefs. A lot of people are hating on the Chiefs just because they lost Tyreek Hill. Um, I'm a big fan of the Chiefs this year. Mahomes still carries him through. Chiefs. Tyler? Okay, I am going... This is this is interesting. You'll see something kind of interesting with mine. I'm going to go with Broncos. Are going to win wow. the West. Well, I'll do Paul's. Yeah, please do. So he says it's the hardest division to choose. He could make a case for all four. Yep. I disagree with that, but uh, <laughs> he's going to go with the Chiefs. All right. All right, this is... Uh, so Paul's writing this all down, so this might be a little bit hard. Thank we're, God. We're going to do our three wild cards. You ready, Paul? I'm going with the L.A. Chargers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have an amazing season. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All so, right. hey, two, amazing, the, three, two okay. the three, we all agree on. The Chargers and the Ravens. It sure as hell is not you, you the picked Jag- the Ravens as the yeah. AFC North winner. Yeah, yeah sorry. Steelers. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, but I will... Okay, so we'll agree on one of three. How's that sound? Uh, New England Patriots. They always find a freaking way, somehow, some way, to get in there. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. Yep. Then I'm going to go with the Bengals. Yep. And then I'm going to also go with the Patriots because, again, I feel like their defense is strong, and I feel like they can uh, sneak in uh, with Wildcard. Interesting. Uh, Brett, do you want to go ahead and, and give Paul's on that one, or are yes. you still trying to research for the future? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, I'm, I'm pretty good at sports, but football, I would say, is my number four in terms of the main four, like yeah, baseball, sure. basketball, hockey. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, Paul yep. Chargers, Bengals, Broncos. There you go. There you go. All right, so... Who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? I have the LA Chargers. Hmm. I am not going to get charged up with that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with out of left field, Indianapolis Colts. Oh, all right. Um, so this is kind of where the little bit of flip flop happens. I have the Broncos winning the West, but I've got the Chiefs taking the AFC. Ah, yes. And so Paul. Is picking the Bills. Look at that. So that's four different. Four, Chargers, yeah. Colts, Chiefs, and Bills. So we'll see. Someone's going to be disappointed. <laughs> three people will. Probably me. Three, three people will be disappointed. We I'm might sure. all be disappointed. Yeah, when, the, when the Colts lose in the wild card round, that's when I'll be disappointed. We sure. might. We might. But uh, yeah, I thought that I'd uh, change it up. You know, I uh, got the Broncos out of the West, but I was like, you know what? I think the Chiefs will take the wild card and then yeah. pull through. All right. So the NFC is next. Uh, in the East, I am going with the Eagles. You know, I really, really want to pick the Cowboys, but I just hate the Cowboys so much that I'm going with the Eagles. Well, I just hate you so much, so I'm going with the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And producer Paul's going with the Eagles as well, so I'm a uh, low man on that one. You are. Uh, in the NFC North, I'm going a little bit off the board. I'm going the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. I'm going even more off the board. Detroit Lions. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> and you might need some bags to pack because if you're going with the lines, producer Paul, also the Packers. Uh, Chris, if you could do Paul's this one. And then God, I'm going yeah. to look real good when that doesn't happen. So the NFC South, I think we'll probably have a clean sweep here. Uh, I'm going with the Bucks as long as Tom Brady stays playing the entire season and doesn't retire Stays again. Stays as Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the Bucks for sure to that. Yeah, Even yeah. I know that. We got a clean sweep there. I'm Bucks as well as Bruce Ball. I said you could do it, Chris, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get this one. Uh, so in the West, I'm going with the defending Super Bowl champions, LA Rams. I'm also going with the Rams. I am with the 49ers. There you go. And so is Paul. Yeah. Wow. That's three of the four. Or three miles so the three wild cards, uh, I'm going with the Packers, the Niners, and the Cowboys. Okay. So almost the my top picks. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm actually going with the same Packers, 49ers, and Cowboys. <laughs> you sure you want the Lions in there too? <laughs> <laughs> Call hey, it somebody's got to be a surprise. <laughs> Call it a Lions. If anybody's going to do it, either the Detroit Lions or they're going to go 0-17 now, I guess. There you go. They'll figure I, it out. I'm going with the Eagles, the Vikings, 
and then the Rams. So there you go. Chris and I almost flip flop between uh, who's actually winning it. And uh, but we have Dolphins. the same teams. We do. Yeah. Yep. And, and Paul is going Cowboys, Rams, Saints. Interesting well, with the Saints. With yes. the Saints yeah. If there was a fourth wild card. Probably would have been the Saints. So yeah, in terms <laughs> in terms of who's representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, I'm going with the Rams. So I have an LA versus LA Super Bowl. Mm. And the Super Bowl is not being played in LA this year, is it? It is not because it was there last year. <laughs> exactly. That'd be weird. Uh, anyway, um, I am going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going with the Packers. Are you going to come out of there? Okay. And Paul is going with the Buccaneers also. Interesting. Uh, So in terms of who's going to win the Super Bowl, like I mentioned, I have the two L.A. teams. I'm going to pick the Chargers. L.A. is winning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Going with Team L.A. That that could have been my cop-out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, For myself, I I think Birdie does one more and then retires. So I'm going to go with the Lions. You sure not going to go with the Lions? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't. (laughs) I know. That's something you'd say. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go with the Toronto Argonauts, please. So yours was Colts and Bucks, yeah, and you're picking the Bucks, correct? Uh, mine's Chiefs and Packers, um, and I again out of the wild card was the Chiefs, and I'm going to have the Chiefs win it all out of the wild card. Patty Mahomes doing it again, eh? There you go. And Paul had the Bills and the Bucks, um, so he's saying the Bills are finally going to get over their nemesis Brady, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. There you go. There it is. There it is. There it is. All right, so that's our picks for the upcoming upcoming NFL season. And we're going to check in with that later. And now we're going to wrap it up. And whatever I picked, don't pick it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And that's going to be all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite football player, whether it be CFL or NFL. There you go. Or local. So from all of us and producer Paul, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.